Welcome back to the Unrest Podcast. I'm Madeline Green, and I will be your host for this real-life haunt. I'm excited about today's guest. She is from Kentucky and has been connecting with spirits since she was a child. She's going to tell us about a visit from her father and a little bit about what being an empath is like. Take a listen. So today's real life haunt is Tammy Wilson. How are you doing, Tammy? Good. I'm doing great. Awesome. So kind of get us started with a little bit of your story. Uh, I actually started seeing spirits when I was younger, uh, probably around between the ages of five and seven. I mean, that's like my earliest memories I actually live in my childhood home where I saw said spirits but that kind of got drilled out of me because I was raised by a really religious family who did not believe in that Mm -hmm. um, which is really funny because my mom had uh, premonition dreams and if she warned you to not to do something or not to go somewhere you should always take that advice so I was like why don't you believe in this you have a gift you know but anyhow uh so it got to a point where I stopped seeing spirit but I did feel spirit Mm -hmm. and I still do so if I'm in a place I can feel them uh I do see sometimes like images that will come before me sometimes I, I actually have dreams that come true uh so it's it's a myriad of things and I've never really harnessed all of that uh so mine is kind of spotty it's not regular all the time like a lot of people have invested the time and energy into their their gift right right now tell us a little bit about some of the stories that you were telling me about Well, the most recent one was uh, on the anniversary of the week of my father's passing. He died in 2011. Mm -hmm. And on the anniversary of that week, a lot of weird things started happening in the house. Mm. And my, my dog was reacting to it as well, you know, and... My husband, who is a total deflector, I I say there are some people that are actual deflectors. Like Mm -hmm. when spirit comes around, they don't, they deflect it. They don't notice it. They don't pay attention to it. uh, And he is a deflector. So even he had to stop and go, something's not right, you know, because first of all, I kept finding money all over the house Mm -hmm. and, and in weird places. Uh, I was downstairs doing laundry, and up on top of the dryer, there were pennies and dimes. And I thought, well, maybe, because my son had moved out about three months before this to get his own place. And I thought, well, maybe he just was doing laundry and threw that up there, and I just didn't notice it. You know, I kept, I always tried to rationalize something before I immediately jump and say, oh, that's paranormal. You know? (laughs) Right, right. uh, 
so I thought, well, as the day went on, you know, I scooped up the change, went down to do another load. Then there's two more pennies laying there. I'm like, that is super weird. Hmm. Really weird. So as I was getting ready to come back up the basement stairs, there was a penny laying on the bottom of the, the basement stairs. And I was like, what in the world? <laughs> so my dog started acting kind of jinky too. You know, he started panting. He kept looking. I even have a, a small video clip of it, but he kept panting and he kept looking. He'd look from the kitchen to the hallway, from the kitchen to the hallway, and he couldn't rest the whole night. I mean, he just could not rest. He was very uneasy. Uh, he would lay down in the floor, and of course, this kept me up, too, so... I said, well, you know, I told him, I said, let's, let's go night, night. Cause usually that's his signal. He'll follow me into the bedroom, jump in the bed. So he got in the bed and he's looking around and he starts like that low growl, mm -hmm. you know, and, uh, I'm looking in the hallway and I'm like, I'm not seeing anything. And he's turning his head looking and I said, like, I can't see anything, but I did feel that something was there. But what's weird about it, I mean, I didn't feel like it was my dad. You know, I just felt that there was something there. Mm -hmm. So my father actually was found the next morning after he passed when we couldn't get him to answer the phone. So the coroner told us that, you know, they believe that he died between anywhere between midnight and like three thirty in the morning mm. and um my dog would settle down for a few minutes and he would get back up like i mean shoot up and and he didn't like it and he'd run across the room and turn around real quick and look i thought well that's super spooky yeah yeah <laughs> you know because you're sitting there and you're like what in the world is going on and um so as the night went on, you know, everything started to kind of calm down. There was a calmness that came over the house. You couldn't feel that swirling feeling. You couldn't feel those cold chills like I get up my spine. You couldn't feel any of that. And it stopped at 4 o'clock in the morning. Mm -hmm. So I walk into my office the next morning. These were This was two days before the actual anniversary date of my dad's passing and I I saw change on my desk and I was like I know I, maybe I left that there and I don't remember it but I swear I don't remember that I asked my husband I asked my son I was like hey have y'all been in my office you know did you leave any change in there and they're like no we never go in there why would we you know and I was like okay well I probably just pitched it up there forgot about it because we had had some remodeling going on too and, um, and I thought possibly I had just done it and forgot about it. So I scooped that change up, you know, just put it in my change purse, forget about it. Then, uh, the very next day. So this must've been the day before the anniversary. So the, cause a bunch of stuff kept happening that whole week. Right. So the very next day was the anniversary of my dad's passing and, um, my husband was getting ready to get into the shower and I was doing laundry again because that's my ever <laughs> punishment. I don't know why, but anyway, so I'm coming back up through the living room and 
the end recliner, which nobody sets in, the end recliner is completely out. And I said, why, why would you put the recliner out? He said, I swear to you, I did not touch the recliner. Hmm. And I was like, it's electric. You have to hold the button in order for it to completely come out. It's not like you can hit a lever because our dog has hit the lever on our old recliners. He would, he kind of curl up around the back of the recliner. And when he'd come out from underneath, he'd hit that lever and kind of knock you like into the recliner relaxing. Right. But this is electric. You have to hold the button down. Hmm. And I was like, okay. I said, Nobody else is here but us, and I'm sure the dog didn't put his paw on it and hold it out, you know? Right. So the next morning, I walk into my office. There's a penny on my desk, and it has the year my dad died. Mm. And I'm like, that's just, that's too much of a coincidence. Right. I cleaned the desk off yesterday. I know that that money was not there. It's just one penny. And, of course, you know, finding money is not always significant to somebody, but it is significant to me because my dad collected coins. He collected dimes, quarters, and pennies. Mm. And so that's what I kept finding all week long. And he started getting sick on a Monday. He passed early Friday morning. We found him mid-Friday morning. And uh, so that's why that is significant to me. It may not be significant to somebody else. Like, well, that's weird. I just keep finding pennies or (laughs) you know dimes or quarters or whatever. But he specifically collected quarters, dimes, and pennies, and that's what I kept finding the whole week long. And then immediately after that anniversary passed, everything in the house calmed down. Hmm. You know, there was, it was fine after that. And so my son, who can actually see spirit, he's like, you know, mom is the weirdest thing because I, I, you know, I hadn't been texting him. He's 23, you know, he's out running (laughs) with his friends and doing whatever. And the, the next morning I had texted him and I said, it has been a crazy week here. And I started telling him what all was going on. He goes, well, funny you should mention that. He said, Papa came by and visited me last mm. night. Aww. And he said, you know, I could just feel him, like, hugging me. Mm-hmm. And he said he was only here for a couple of seconds, and then he left. And I was like, wowie. You know? I yeah. mean, that's just too much of a coincidence. And my dad was real mischievous, and he loved animals, too. Mm-hmm. So I think that's why he was messing with my dog. Right, right. Um, you know, and my dog was like, I'm not having it. I don't know you. <laughs> I've never met you. You need to back off. It, it was pretty It was pretty crazy because that's the first time in a really, really long time that I actually felt like that he had visited. Wow. And you said you live in your childhood home. Mm-hmm. Did you grow up with spirits in this home? Is it an older home? It is an older home. It was uh, built in the 40s. I mean, it's not like, you know, 1800s or anything like that where you hear people typically say, oh, yeah, my house is super haunted and it's from 1799 or whatever. Mm -hmm. This house was actually built after World War II. 
this neighborhood actually popped up as a result of World War II uh, because people were coming back from the war, starting families. You know, I live in a small house that's considered like a starter home. Mm-hmm. And uh, just the two-bedroom, one-bath, you know, small house. This house is located kind of in a triangle uh, because I have a friend who is a medium, and she gave me a read because I said, I don't, I can't find that much history on the house. I don't know what the deal is. I said, but it's like sometimes you'll feel things here, and then other times it'll be quiet. Sometimes you feel things here, and then other times it'll be quiet. You always, if you're down in the basement, you always feel like you're being watched you know, mm-hmm. and and it's a constant thing. I don't care when you're down there. Other times uh, you just, like, ignore it. But other times it's more persistent and annoying. Like, what do you want? Right. You know, why are you doing this? That was my first paranormal experience happened down in that basement when uh, I actually felt a spirit, like, me Mm -hmm. uh I was uh 16 years old and we used to have a tv room down there and I had been talking to my friend on the phone we were just gabbing like 16 year olds do and uh, I felt someone like standing up against my back and breathing on my neck Mm. and I was terrified terrified because it felt menacing to me it did not feel friendly okay uh but it it was not comforting because i have felt spirits that were comforting or non-threatening but this felt very menacing to me and i was terrified to turn around i did real quick because i had to get to the stairs to get upstairs and I was taking those stairs two at a time, slid, <laughs> hit the back door. I mean, I'm not kidding. I was doing like, you know, the four, four crawl where I was on my hands and my feet trying to get to my bedroom to dive in the bed. And, uh, of course my parents, they didn't believe me. They were like, yeah, okay, sure. And, um, but I know what I felt. And that was my fir- first time that I had ever like actually felt the spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, I never, ever want to be in a situation where I feel that kind of negativity again. I've been around people that I backed off of because I felt like their aura was really, really bad. Mm-hmm. You know, it was like, ooh. Uh, but as far as, like, feeling it that up close again, no, I have never felt that again. Getting back to the medium, she was telling me, she said, you're in a triangular spot where there's a church and there's a river which water draws and there's like a, a lot of nature surrounding you and it kind of created this vortex where your house is almost like a, a train station. Mm-hmm. It's like people coming in, people going out, people coming in, people going out. She said that's why the energy will be high sometimes, and then other times there's nothing. It's fine. It's peaceful. Uh, She said, now, as far as the basement goes, you should try to make an offering of, like, tobacco or something like that. She said, because I feel like it's Native Americans and they're watchers. Mm. They watch the property. And I have, as of yet, not done that. 
because I don't go down the basement too much. <laughs> I try to avoid the basement. Um, and my son had his room down there for a very short period. He's like, I can't take it. He's like, one night I was so mad. I was like, can you please stop watching me so I can sleep? Right. And he said it kind of backed off for a little while. And he said the very next night it was back again. Mm. And um, so, yeah, that is what we deal with in this house. But it, it's not really that old of a home. You know, if you think about, like, people who say, oh, it's really haunted. And it's always very old homes, you know. Right. And this was all woods before, I do know that much, before they started neighborhoods through here this was all a wooded area before this was ever developed my husband and i we we did end up buying a house away from here Uh, my father left this house to me when when he passed so Mm -hmm. we were out looking for houses before we bought the house that we had lived in previous to this one and um, it was an older home it was from uh around the Victorian period, you know, 1800s, somewhere around in there, uh, in an older part of Louisville, beautiful house. They had come in and, of course, modernized it, updated it. So we're going through it on a Sunday where they had open house. This was way pre-COVID, where you could literally have an open house and people just meander in and out whenever they felt like it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I looked at the, the bottom of it, the first floor and I was like man this is really pretty they did a wonderful job it's so beautiful and then I went down to the basement and there was a cult where they used to shovel in coal Mm -hmm. and I was like I hate that I don't like that area Mm -hmm. I didn't know why I didn't like that area just don't like that area something about it it just freaked me out uh I and then I started getting all these feelings of, like, uh, abuse. Mm-hmm. Someone there had been abused as a child. So we go back upstairs uh, and to the main floor. Had this beautiful sunroom, beautiful kitchen. Didn't feel anything there. Then we start walking up the steps. The hallway's fine. I get to this one bedroom on the left. And I'm like, ooh, I hate this bedroom. And my husband was in the main bedroom, the master suite. And he's like, well, I mean, what's wrong with it? And I said, I feel like somebody committed suicide here. I feel deep, dark depression. I feel sadness. I said, my peripheral vision is going. All I see is black. Like Mm -hmm. I just felt this black smoke coming around, occluding my peripheral vision. I said, we got to go. And he's like, but I'm still, and I said, I don't care what you're doing. I'm leaving. I said, I don't like how I feel here. You couldn't pay me to live here. If they were giving this house away, I wouldn't live here. Mm. I said, it is too much negativity. I said, up underneath that staircase, I feel like there's two little boys. They have been abused. I said, this whole house is just wigging me out. I got to get out of here. And he, you know, looked around for a little bit, but I was outside waiting in the car. I'm like, you do what you want to do. I'm leaving. And I still don't know the history of that house. I didn't really delve into it. And the reason why, sometimes I don't want to know because it's so sad. Yeah. Yeah. I just don't want to know. But all I can go by is how I felt there. 
and I got out, you know. Um, another incident, which I told you sometimes I see images, mm-hmm. another incident I will tell you about is these people moved in next to my in-laws, and my sister-in-law had two small kids at the time, not real small. Uh, her daughter was, was 10, uh, and her son was six. I mean, you know, but not big kids. And and um, the boy came from over next door. I say boy, he's 19. He's really technically grown. But he had the mind of a child. Mm-hmm. And so as soon as I saw him and met him, I didn't like him. And you're like, dang, Tammy, that's kind of harsh. You know, he had special needs. Uh, I said, look, I don't like him. You need to keep him away from your daughter. I said, I saw two little boys come up before me. I think he sexually abused them. I said, there's something wrong deeper than just him being um, affected by whatever happened to him. Mm -hmm. I said, I think that he is a child molester. And I said, no 19-year-old, I don't care if they are mentally defunct, needs to be playing the 10-year-old girl. So my sister-in-law did not listen to me. And my husband thought I was crazy. And um, my father-in-law caught him with my niece out between the shed trying to molest her. Mm. So my sister-in-law decided to press charges. And my husband and I went next door and said, look, for his own safety, keep him off the property. She is going to press charges. If he does not stay away from her, uh, you need to stay over on your side. So this is when my husband started believing that I actually could see and feel things. Uh, she said, well, I wish you would call the police because I'm, I'm afraid someone's going to kill him because, you know, he was in jail for molesting two small boys. Oh, my goodness. And uh, my husband looked at me like, Girl, I thought you was crazy. (laughs) But you for real. I knew it. I mean, I can't, like I said, I can't control what comes up before me. um, But I can feel things and I can feel when something is off and something is wrong. Um, Another time I was in this place I was shopping and it's it's in a very old building. It's in a, a smaller town outside of Louisville, it's about 45, 50 minutes from Louisville, it's called Elizabethtown, mm-hmm. and they had this cute little restaurant there, and then they had this little boutique that's at the top, and I went up there to look around while we were waiting for our table, and I start feeling this swirling around me, and I'm like, oh, here we go. It feels literally like somebody keeps walking in a circle around me, hmm. I, you know, and I'll feel either female or male energy. And in this instance, I felt male energy, and I felt female, but a small girl energy. So I'm starting to get, it gets freezing cold, and I feel the swirling, feel the swirling. And I, I like, turn my head like a dog, tilt my head, <laughs> and I'm listening. And I said, the lady that was behind the counter, I said, um, do you know that this place is haunted? And she's like, yeah, yeah. I said, is there a male 
energy here and I feel like this this wasn't his only place but this feels like where he worked I said but I also feel like there was a little little girl here too I said I feel like she hides in this back room all the time in that closet and uh I said I I think she's probably maybe five or six years old Mm -hmm. and she said well I'll tell you the story that a medium told us when she came here and read the place because we have stuff move all the time and she said she said the little girl hides in the closet in that back room where you pointed and she said the male is a doctor this used to be his doctor's office Hmm. she said his house was literally across the street but this building was his doctor's office she said the little girl that you're talking about passed away here they brought her in you know and uh she was sick and she passed away here and that's why we think she stays here and um the doctor I guess just through his personal attachment because he loved his work and that was his life's blood, you know, his whole life while he was here, he stays here because of that. And I said, but he feels like kind of bitter and angry to me for some reason, not not like he was a bad person. I feel like he was a good person. It's just he feels kind of bitter and angry. And she said, well, because... She said, again, this other medium told us that there was some kind of brouhaha over uh, his business partner, and his business partner basically took his business away. Mm. I was like, (laughs) and so I said, okay, well, that's all I got. I mean, you know, because sometimes I'm not talented like some of these people that, you know, can just, okay, I'm going to go into my place and meditate, and I'm going to get this or I'm going to get that. I'm mm-hmm. not like that. I've never honed my gift. I just get what I get. Right. You know, you know what I mean? I've never worked at my gift. Uh, I don't claim to be one of these people that could ever charge anybody for anything. I do know a lot of my girlfriends send me pictures of people they're going to date so I can read energy on them. Well, that's not uh, bad. <laughs> I can look at a picture and read energy. And um, I'm like, Mm-mm, no, girl, walk away. Stay away. Um, yeah. I mean, and I have done that, and especially for one of my girlfriends, I've been right every single time. Wow. I'm like, uh, he's an alcoholic, he has a lot of hidden secrets, there's something hinky about him, back off. Yeah, you know? yeah. And uh, she's like, oh my God, I found out he's an alcoholic, and he's a secret drug addict, and I didn't know, and I was like, I told you, girl. Mm-hmm. But that's not, I don't know, I don't know how to explain it. Like I said, I, I have people that I do have respect for that they can just kind of get into that zone. They can meditate. They hone their gift. They know exactly how to pull that energy in. And I have never done that. I just know what I know when I know it. Right. I don't, I don't claim to be any great anything. I'm just me. Well, thank you so much, Tammy, for sharing those stories with us. Well, thank you for having me. I appreciate you having me. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Unrest Podcast. If you have a spooky story, we want to hear it. Email us at theunrestpodcast at gmail.com. Also, we would love for you to follow us on social media, Instagram, and Facebook. And like always, unrest in peace.